Hello and welcome to another edition of the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I am Mitchell Kaminsky. Alongside me, Marshall Macaluso. What's up, boys and girls? We had a uh, big game last night in the NBA Finals. A game in which the series should have been over, quite Clang. frankly. Uh, and, yes, as you said, uh, there was a lot of bumbling on the Lakers' end. There was a wide-open missed three-pointer by Danny Green. And then Marquise Morris inexplicably th- chucking the ball out of bounds when he had LeBron James wide open in the corner. Um, what are your impressions on this game? Because I, I am very upset because I lost a lot of money because the Lakers could not pull up. Yeah, I don't know why you bet on that one. Um, dude, come on, man. I mean, first of all, I'll say, I, I mean, I've been riding the heat, like, the whole playoffs, and, like, I mean, there are some unnamed analysts out there, but you can probably guess what I'm talking about. Like, oh, like, this is, like, you know, such an easy matchup, and, you know, it should be over in four or five. Like, this seed team is, like, dude, Duncan Robinson's a knockdown shooter. Tyler Harrow can score. They got a lot of dudes who can play really good defense. Jimmy Butler was a stud last night. He was an absolute yeah. superstar last night. I mean, <laughs> um, sorry if you heard that in the background once again we are in a fraternity house um, they don't like Jimmy Butler apparently yeah exactly <laughs> yeah no that dude was balling out um, playing I mean and the hard part is and like Anthony Davis absolutely phenomenal but the rest of that team the Lakers team it's like ugh. I mean on paper I wouldn't go ugh. I mean Kuzma's a solid player Ron, playoff Rondo Kuzma, we I mean, know Kuzma what he had can a do. bad game last night that foul on Duncan Robinson with the three he did bad. have a bad game but it's not like their team's anything to scoff at there's a reason like they're the one seed yeah, yeah he also Dwight was, Howard's not a bad guy off the bench yeah either. when he's not you know hitting a flagrant on Jimmy Butler I mean I mean those guys though like they're not bad but they did not play well last night and it no, showed they they in they the box not. score I mean, LeBron had 40 points, and they couldn't pull out a dub. If I mean, LeBron yeah. played poorly, that game would have been a blowout. Yes, like, He was absolutely. the only reason they were in that game. Uh, and I get, like, the people are like, oh, he should. Because, like, the narrative, every time there's a big shot near mm-hmm. the end of the game, he's usually kicking it out. And we saw it with Kyle Korver a couple of years ago when he was with the Cavaliers, and Korver missed a shot. And we saw it with Danny Green this year. Uh, you know, would I have liked him to take the final shot? Yes, but if you look at the spot he was at, he Dude, had I a mean, horrible angle. And Danny Green, who over his career there? is a very good three-point shooter, he hasn't really shown it in the playoffs, was wide open. So he should have hit the shot. I mean, Jordan had to trust his teammates, too. Mm-hmm. Be like, I know that that's going to be the narrative, but let's not act like he didn't kick it out to John Paxton in 1991 when they won it, or just give it to Steve Kerr when they mm-hmm. won game, the, game six of the 97 finals. So, like... Yeah, I don't think you can knock him for finding a wide open shot there. And if it wasn't for LeBron's effort, they they, they quite frankly, they yeah. wouldn't have, that game wouldn't have been yeah, close. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, that's the Steve Kerr shot right there. It's like you know, you need the Tony Kukoc's of the world to like you know hit a couple shots when it's pl- big time. I mean, you, you watch the last. I mean, they're going bucket for bucket, back and forth, back and forth, like the last like three ish minutes of the game. And you can see LeBron is at the three point line. Even, like, behind the three-point line. And Jimmy Butler is man-on guarding him. And they have, like, Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, you know, Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson, like, fully aware that LeBron's probably going to try and drive. And they had three dudes on him. I mean, LeBron got blocked at one point because he's, like, off balance. He's being quadruple teamed. And so at that point, it's like, they were, like, the Heat were baiting, like, put it in the ball of someone not named LeBron James. And, like, I mean, you look at the, the screenshot of Danny Green shooting. He's 
There's wide. No I mean, they're paying him 15 million a year. He's wide open at the top of the three point line. It's in a corner three, not with a hand in his face. Like open gym, wide open, and it's like you just gotta hit that shot. I mean, yep. if he makes it, you know we're. we're oh, we're trying to hold it. LeBron's got a ring and a final MVP, but you trust your guy to do it. Didn't happen. I mean, look, you got Marquise Morris playing crunch time minutes. He had zero points in like 22 minutes last night. And that's game, not good. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's it, that's the shame of it because it's games like that. Why I don't think LeBron is ever going to be considered the greatest all time universally like Jordan is because Jordan doesn't lose closeout games. And that was no fault of LeBron's that they lost that game. It's just there's another example. They had a chance to close it out against a Heat team that is inferior to this Lakers roster and they couldn't get the job done. Now, yeah. that being said, they, like you like you mentioned earlier, this Heat team is no nothing to yeah. scoff at. Like, they're not just going to bend over for the Lakers. And we said this before the game. They're not just bending over for the Lakers and letting them take that series. Mm-hmm. Like They're, they're mm-hmm. going to scrap and claw now that Bam's healthy. And now they have some confidence, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Davis a little banged up for this game six. I would be a little worried if I was the Lakers heading into a game seven. I think they're going to close it out in six. But if the Heat can extend it to a seventh game, now all of a sudden you have that doubt. Oh, my God, we're going to blow a three-run lead. It's all unraveling. There's going to yeah. be some people that are a little clenched up in a Game 7 like that. Yeah, and it's also too bad, too. I mean, I'm hoping it doesn't happen because they got Rondo, playing championship yeah. experience. You got LeBron, um, and then you got, I mean, even like like Danny Green, like we're talking about. Dude's won championships, you know? He was on the Raptors, he was on the Spurs, hitting big shots. Um, and so that's where it's like, hopefully that doesn't happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Another thing, and like we talked about this with the Nuggets Clippers, and like Duncan Robinson literally said it last night. He's like, I'm fully equipped to play in an empty gym. You know, this is yeah. in LA in a game in a closeout game when they haven't won a ship in like you know however many years. Like that place was going absolutely bonkers, yeah. and I think the Heat would shrivel up. Uh, I don't think Duncan Robinson's going like what seven for whatever yeah. from three of last night. Um, but yeah, no, this team, the Heat team's gonna be good. And, well, and be they good. have the, the other thing is too they have no pressure on them. Yeah, no one thought no. they would get here. No one thought they were gonna beat the Lakers. Lakers, meanwhile, LeBron's got all this weight. Hey, I gotta win this championship. Mm-hmm. I'm right on Jordan Teal. This is for a legacy thing. And they got a lot of the Anthony Davis, another guy. I haven't won a championship yet. I need that on my resume. So the pressure is all on the Lakers here. But I think they're going to close it out in this game six, like I said. But uh, we'll see. The last night's game two for the game game five of that series also dispelled the narrative that like Anthony Davis is going to win MVP of the finals. Yeah. Like, no. LeBron's, yeah, LeBron's no, LeBron should win the MVP. Of this finals because he got screwed. Quite frankly, he got screwed for the regular season MVP this year. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But just an interesting game to watch. We'll get more into that later. Finally, we're going to talk some MLB playoffs. Uh, before we get into the actual matchups, I know we did we did a White Sox recap. I'll give you the floor to do a brief. What what you thought of the Cubs uh, kind of ending the season on a uh, I don't know, I don't know what you'd call it. It was a whimper. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't really. Yeah, they didn't go out with a bang. Away. I mean, so. Uh, it was my birthday on the Monday before that game because that game was on a Friday, and my girlfriend had scheduled um, like a surprise thing at three o'clock. Bulldog. <laughs> Whoa! Hey! No! 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 It was a couple's massage. It was actually very nice. You should try it out sometime. Um, yeah, no. So he, she, she, and it's so literally six inning. I think it was zero zero. We're down one zero, and she, and it's three o'clock, and she's like, "I'm gonna pick you up." And honestly, I didn't even care. I had absolutely, and like, look, you always pull for your team, but like, and I'm like, we're going to win. We have you Darvish on the mound and like a bunch of dudes who won a championship, but there was no doubt in my mind that we we're actually getting shut out that game. 
I had absolutely no faith in the Cubs offense, which is depressing. The, I'm like, and it, it kind of showed. I leave, they hit a home run, and then they had like an infield single that scored a guy. So we're down 2 nothing. I come back for the ninth inning, and this just it, it, like captures the moment. Jason Hayward, we're down 2 nothing. leadoff double. Okay, come on, guys. Let's get some energy flowing, some juices flowing. Next three guys come up. Watch strike three. Watch strike three. Jason Kipnis swinging through a high fastball. Off of Brandon Kinsler, who we let walk, and that was the first time he struck out the side in, like, over four years. You know? Chris Bryant, thanks. Thanks for all you've done. We're going to flip you for, like, some B. I mean, at least Chris Bryant, dude. At least you could ball out for us this year so we could trade you for some good prospects. But now we're getting, like, a B-list prospect because you stunk it up and hit, like... I mean, like, they had... um. That guy who was throwing hundreds, uh, the young kid. Oh, um, Sex, Sexto yeah, Sanchez. Sexto Sanchez. Sexto Sanchez. And they're literally, like, I was scrolling through Twitter, and they're saying it was progress for Chris Bryant for getting good contact on a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. I'm like, this is a former MVP we're talking about. In a playoff game, we're saying, at least he made contact. Sad. That's what happened. And he's getting flipped. Well, what uh, he did this year was really the worst thing for both sides. Yeah. Because it didn't help his numbers trying to go in the free agent or trying to get a contract extension. Because mm-hmm. he's not going to get, especially with the market as it is right now, mm-hmm. this offseason is going to be interesting to see if certain guys get paid and certain guys don't. Uh, just like with teams, are, are they going to be willing to spend money? If I'm Chris Bryant and you have Scott Boris as your agent, so you know he's going to be asking for a big contract. I'm not paying him after that. It doesn't help the Cubs either because even though he stunk, it should make the decision to get rid of him easy, but he still has another year on his deal. And they want to at least get something for him. They're not just going to let their former MVP walk for nothing. They want to try and trade him. Yeah. And, like, there's no value there. You're not going to get anything of value for Chris I Bryant mean, after a season think, like that. I mean, we're not going to get, like, you know, the Fernando Tostes Juniors of the world or anything like that, anything crazy. But, you know, we can re- re- resupply the um, uh, farm system. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, they, 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 that was definitely a lose-lose. Um, I was reading, so I, I heard, I, everyone would kind of just kind of assume Theo Epstein was gone and they're going to put it over to Hoyer. Um, but I heard recently, I think Theo Epstein's going to stay for another year at least and, and, you know, work it out. Um, he was saying he's a cub for life. He's a cub, uh, or no, that's Tommy Byers, but he was saying he's like a cub for, you know, uh, as long as he is. Uh, so I heard like an un, you know, I mean, this is kind of everyone's assuming, but Chris Bryant's going to be the first one to go and then... Next down the line is Schwarber, and then next down the line, if it needs to happen, is Contreras. And I want to keep Contreras. Contreras and Rizzo are the two guys I want to keep. And I think Javier Baez is going to sign an extension. Um, but, you know, Schwarber, I actually think, honestly, if you look at last year, Schwarber's got more value than Chris Bryant. If you look at last year, he had a yeah. much better season, which is sad. But uh, the only reason they flipped Contreras is because one of our big prospects is a catcher. But I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, especially with the DH now, that he, he and Victor Caratini. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. My problem with Schwarber is, like, he is basically a DH in left field. I get the narrative, like, yes, his defense has improved, and, like, some statistics say, oh, he's actually an above-average defender. The eye test doesn't lie. He doesn't have a whole lot of range out there in left field. I guess with a designated hitter, I mean, yeah, you can not, use I mean, him. Dude, but, he like, gunned a guy at second base I mean, in the playoffs. Off the, he made a read off the car off the wall, hit him at second base. I mean, Eloy that's, a, that, caught a ball that's a played out narrative. That that's a played out narrative. That's not necessarily I'm saying true. For a guy that's his defensive like, war, it's slightly above average. So, like, I don't really know what you want. There. His range isn't that good. That's only because he can't get to a lot of balls, so it doesn't count against him. I, I like 
I, mean, I mean, I don't. If I'm going to stick, I don't think that really if I'm going to stick Kyle Schwarber out there in left field, I would like a little bit of higher batting average or at least an on base percentage. Like he hits home runs, which is great, yeah. but you better be getting on base like that too. Like that's why I'm okay with Eloy. So like Eloy Jimenez, for example, I'm fine with him bumbling out in left field because he hit almost 280 this year and he, was, he still had like 11 bombs. Which I'll, like, you know what? I'll take that. If you're getting on base, you're hitting for a good average along with your yeah, home I mean, runs. I don't then I'll take I mean, put up with your bad feelings. So like, if I was the Cubs, I want paying Schwarber a big extension. I would, I would sign. While Javi's been bad this year, his defense makes up for it, and he is a capable hitter. So I would extend him. I think that's smart. And I agree with you. Rizzo and Contreras would be the two guys I would also yeah, want to bring back. Yeah. But like a guy like Schwarber and uh, Brian, yeah. I'd have no problem. And that's what, yeah, those are the first two. And it's like, you know, and honestly. You know, it's kind of an evidence of an, of an era for the Cubs, as they said many, many times. I don't think... See, I don't think the Cubs are going to stink it up, though. That's the one thing. Like, they're not going to... And that's like, you know, yeah. when it's all said and done, like, Theo Rick... Or, uh, yeah, Rick... No. Theo um, seen. Yeah, Theo seen. He changed this club's trajectory, like, exponentially. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to be, like... Okay, like, well, I mean, we could contend. We're going to be a playoff team, I think. Can, with, can that, with that division, yeah. you should be a playoff team. You know, and that's like... Our, our bad, reverting back to bad, the, like, window is closed for, like, obvious competition to be a World Series contender. Um, like, it's not going back to the pre, like, the 2010 Cubs. You know no, what I mean? No. And so that's, like, absolutely phenomenal. Um, I mean, we made the playoffs. I mean, won the division how many times? I don't even know. Made the playoffs. Our slump after the, World's, was, after the World Series win was, like, losing to the Dodgers. So, you yeah. know, it is what it is. Um, but, I mean, we you still got Ian Happ. Who's been playing well? Nico Horner is going to be good. Yep. Jason Hayward has turned it around phenomenally in the past couple of years. Victor Caratini's young, so you know, see what's going to happen. But uh, it's definitely going to be a transition period, and a lot of things are going to blow up. All right, let's get into the rest of the MLB playoffs to wrap things up here. These playoffs have been fun. Mm-hmm. I think what I've seen from like and NBA, everyone always like talks about the MLB like having no personalities or it's like a boring sport. The playoffs, at least some of the narratives that have come out and just the storylines to follow, I think have been tremendous. Uh, you got the whole Trevor Bauer in it. He's a big personality. And you got the bat flips with Ronald Acuna. You have the rivalry with the Dodgers and Padres. And even though that was a sweep and the last game was kind of a blowout, game two of that series was, was phenomenal. That was, that was a must-watch game uh, with tons of emotion. There's guys yelling at each other. That was great. And then on the other side, we have the Yankees and Rays that were in a war of a five-game series. And we had a little bit of a revenge tour there. Yeah, where Chapman gave up a home run to, what was his name, the French guy? Uh, Undrafted. Oh, what's the Frenchie's name? No, it wasn't Austin Meadows. It was, uh, we'll pull that up in a second. But anyway, (laughs) I've been thoroughly entertained. And then you got the, I forgot about the Astros, too. Yeah, yeah, their whole cheating thing. I think you had a good analogy. Yeah, so I think this is a little risque for the for the podcast potentially, and so you know, don't maybe this will get deleted once I get a real job. Um, but honestly, this whole Astros thing is like it's kind of embarrassing. I would truly be embarrassed if I was an Astros fan that the fact that they're like these haters and they're getting their they're on their revenge tour trying to get vengeance against the league because. Look, you got caught doing something, and it changed how people view you. It's kind of like if someone has sex with a goat, and then everyone finds out they had sex with a goat, and they're like, that's disgusting. You had sex with a goat. That's, a, you know, whatever. That's bestial. You can't be doing that. And then they have sex with a person, and they're like, oh, you haters. 
and you know everyone you know was on the hate bandwagon and i'm getting my revenge tour doesn't change the fact that you had sex with a goat like it doesn't it doesn't matter what you do after that because you had sex in a goat and everyone knows you had sex with a goat so now you're just the person who had sex with a goat you guys are just the cheaters doesn't matter if you win 18 world series in a row you guys got caught cheating and there's nothing you can change that and frankly i hope the Rays sweep them i hope the i wish the a's beat them i wished whoever they uh, who did they beat in the first round? The uh, Twins. Oh, oh we yeah. the Twins. Well, the Twins were. They don't win. They're not they, they big don't win into playoffs. winning in the playoffs. <laughs> but yeah, man. I hate the Astros. I I hate Alex Bregman and Yuri Gurriel. All those losers. My goodness. I would I would be so embarrassed if the Cubs did this. I don't know if I could root for them. If the Cubs or the Broncos got hands down caught cheating, and then they made it such a point to like, you're win. a Against us. Yeah, it's like, of course. like You guys uh, are all haters. Yeah, and they're like, you know, H-Town versus the world. It's like, no, like, you just literally cheated, and now everyone hates you. Oh, it's such it's so good to have a bill. Be- before I forget, because this was bothering me, it was Mike Brousseau. Yeah. The, the French guy that hated for the Rays. There's a reason we don't know his name, because he's undrafted. And that's kind of like the whole Rays roster. Yeah, a bunch, a of, bunch of, like, average guys with some really good Hunter pitching. Renfro. And even, like, if you look at their best pitcher, Blake Snell... Like, his numbers, he wasn't, like, great this year. This is a yeah, bunch of average he, guys. They're, they're inspiration to average teams everywhere. I, yeah. I am ru- I am pulling for the Rays. I like G-Man Choi, uh, too. He, he's that a- was the, the Pirates game. That was, you know, it was <laughs> yeah. uh, Glasnow versus Cole, both former Pirates, and that Rousseau guy was also a former Pirate. Uh, that sounds so, about uh, right. Hey, you know, it's funny now, because if you ask Yankees, uh, remember that home run? That Chapman gave up to like blow your postseason. They're gonna say, which <laughs> two, one are you talking about? No, <laughs> which I that love was, that. Well, especially because he threw at his head earlier in the year, and they got yeah. into a spat about that. So that was a really good kind of middle finger to Chapman and the Yankees, and a perfect division rivalry. And the Yankees, they've spent so much money. How how five, many? Yeah, no, it's millions insane. of dollars. What? How much? It was they like do? five. It was their five billion dollar franchise. And they lost to the Tampa Bay Rays, who struggled to get fans down in Tampa, and they're going to have to split their games between Tampa Bay and Montreal this year. Yeah. So. That, that team just beat you. Good for that. Yeah, Good for that's that. a real David Ruth Glass. So what are your predictions? We'll go, uh, yeah, predictions heading into the final series. We still have the, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we got it. It is set. Yeah. We have the Dodgers versus the Braves. And One the Braves, oh, that's going to be a fun series. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be fun. And then the Astros and the uh, Rays on the other side. It pains me to say I'm going to pick the Astros in that series. Like, I, I think starting pitching-wise, you have Zach Greinke, uh who's been there before and that, that lineup also cheating or not like they have proven to be talented which yeah. is why it's such a shame they cheated i don't think the rays had the firepower although that being said i didn't think the yankees yeah, they had the firepower mean, to beat the yankees either I so mean, we'll Jim see Carlos Stanton was hitting bombs for fun in that series and they still ended up beating them yeah so you know it kind of goes to show they're pitching their bullpen's really really good i mean they're bullpen they're pulling out dudes are left and right i've literally never heard of these people and then they just throw one, two, three inning. I'm like, oh my goodness, good for them. The Astros um, too have been well because they make pretty quick work of the Athletics, uh, and they've been sitting for a while, so they can get kind of line up their rotation, yeah. the bullpen a little bit better too. That's why I'm leaning them. Dodgers Braves will be interesting. I think that's going to be seven game series, six or seven games. Yeah, I don't think anyone's beating the Dodgers though. When you yeah, have and the narrative with Clayton Kershaw's playoff thing, like if you look at him this postseason, he's been pretty good. Like yeah. his worst start. He went what, six innings, three runs. I yeah. will take that. That's a yeah. that's a good postseason start. Yeah, it's probably start. Uh, yeah, I I, I mean, well, so one thing that'd be interesting. I obviously want I want the Rays to be. I just want the Astros to lose. So do I. But like, 
Dodgers Astros rematch in the finals. That would certainly be something. It'd be the cheating revenge. Because I think the Dodgers, with that, like, motivation, I mean, you got Joe Kelly out there, you know, pitching against the Astros in, like, a game five or, like, I mean, that'd be the ultimate. I mean, the MLB wants that. We don't need to, I mean, as much as the Braves are great, we don't, no one And what was the big storyline from the regular season? One of the biggest was the Joe Kelly throwing at Astros earlier this year. Clearly, intentionally. And then he strikes the guy out and he's making faces at him. And that, oh, that would be, that would be so That would be absolutely unreal. And so I hate to say it, uh, Rays, but, um, I kind of, I kind of want to see, and I think the Dodgers with Mookie Betts and with that motivation, I think they would. Cody Bellinger, yeah, well, Cody Bellinger was calling him out before the season oh, too. Yeah. Like that, oh, they're pissed. And then, and they got Will Smith in five hits in a postseason game. I mean, they're clicking right now. I will say this: the Dodgers, like, they have to win this World Series. Oh, they have no excuses. Yeah, even their they prospect have to. that Dustin May or Jake, yeah, he's D- been Dustin, May, Dustin yeah. May's been great for him on the mound. Like they have no they're deep. Walker Bueller, Dustin May, and Clayton yeah. Kershaw is your three like no one's they, they, that's yeah, tough to beat. Yeah, they they literally they should have beat the Nationals. Yeah. And now and then they added Mookie Betts. No. So they yeah. ha- they gotta win. They gotta win. Clayton Kershaw needs to needs to win this. Now the Braves will have Max Fried going game one. It'll be interesting to see who lines up there. That that's gonna be uh, that Dodgers Braves series is almost kinda like I feel like that's the de facto World Series here. Yeah. I mean, I hate to write out the Rays or the yeah. Astros. I just think both those teams have too much firepower. Because the Braves have really been flexing their muscle, too. Yeah. Like they they steamrolled the Marlins, who I didn't think, really. We kind of knew they were frauds. Yeah. And then their wild card round, they they steamrolled. The, they haven't lost this postseason. They steamrolled the Reds, too. They didn't give up a run to them. Oh, yeah. I don't even. I totally forgot about that. Reds, They're yeah. They're 5-0. Yeah. That's crazy. I will say, though, to kind of end this, this it made sense to the extended postseason, but please never do it again. I don't. I don't need. I don't need this extended postseason anymore. It was fun for a sixty-game season, but for one eighty-two, like if you well, if you're gonna do this, we're not like we said before. Don't put games at two p.m. I yes. do not need that at all. Well, I, I agree with that. I see. We, me, me and Patrick talked about this on the White Sox one. Like at the start of the year, I hated this extended yeah. postseason. But it's kind of growing on me. And one, another one of my friends brought up a good point too. It's going to prevent teams from tanking. Like it's, it's that it is it's horrible watching like the, these like pirates or whatever. And all these mediocre teams, even the White Sox are guilty because that's the only way to win in the MLB. Mm-hmm. Is you got to trade all your prospects and rebuild. Now, if there's more teams in the postseason, like okay, you know what? Maybe we'll gun and try and keep the team competitive. But I mean, what my thing is like if you look at the NL Central. All making four the teams probably should have made that postseason. Yeah. And like all every single one of those teams, of all of the four teams, they won one game. And it was the Cardinals against the Padres. And then you look at the AL Central. Yeah. And it was kind of like a little bit of the same thing. Where the you know, the Indians weren't that great. White Sox, you know, couldn't do it. Twins folded again. I if mean, you, the NL has been basically chalk. It has been. All the favorites yeah. have won. Dodgers beat the Brewers, Padres beat the Cardinals. Oh, the Cubs yeah, uh, the, the Cubs is the only one that really kind of was the outlier there, but yeah, it's shaking that's, out. That's how what I'm talk. saying. Like, it's like fun, and I do see that. But like, if it's just gonna like, you know, make it so that like we got some non-competitive matchups and like games are on at like inopportune times, it's like I don't, I don't really need that. Especially because they always have the playoffs in October, so everyone's back to school and back to work. Yeah. So like, you know, but it is what it is. I, I, it totally made sense for the 60 game season. Yeah. Well, yeah. my, my my fear for you would be if you don't like like because they lost all this revenue, there's no fans. 
more teams is more playoff revenue. That so is true. That that's is why true. I think they're probably going to keep it. We'll see. I I, I kind of hope they revert back too, but I, I'm not. I don't dislike it as much as I did at the beginning. Yeah, that's all we have for you. Enjoy your football Sunday. We will yeah. be coming at you later this week with our football recap. Listen to Free Money. You can win some free money. There you go. It lives up to there you go. There you go. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.